You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. I'm delighted today that our guest on Preaching Source is my former colleague, Dr. Tommy Kiker, uh, used to teach alongside us here at Southwestern Seminary, but is now the lead pastor of East Leesville Baptist Church in Leesville, Louisiana. And naturally, you would expect a pastoral care, pastoral ministry professor to be doing some pastoral ministry, which you are. Tommy, it's great to have you here. It's great to be here, Brother McCarty. We want to talk about shepherding the family today. And so let me begin by asking you, uh, since uh, we don't exactly have an explicit biblical uh, precedent for the pastor shepherding his family uh, how helpful is that shepherd model for the pastor to understand his role with his own family? Sure, sure. There's, there's not an explicit thou shalt, you know, shepherd your family. But as we look at the pastoral qualifications, it's clear that the, to be qualified for the office of pastor, one must exhibit one that manages his own household well. And then to have that type of care mentality for uh, the primary ministry that God has entrusted to us, and that is for our spouse and for our children. Mm. All right, uh, it'd be a pretty weird father who set his children down and preached a formal sermon to them <laughs> every week, so we wouldn't recommend that. But, but how does a father minister the Word of God to his children, to his wife, to his family? Well, I just think we make it part of our everyday life. It's not that we necessarily have to even be reading Scripture out loud, even though there's times for that, or that we have to preach a sermon <laughs> to our family. I don't know that my family would sit still and listen to that, uh, except for Sunday mornings. But uh, just to bring Scripture, incorporate Scripture, incorporate the truth of Scripture, that Deuteronomy 6 mentality in, in everything that we do, um, our activities, our, our day-to-day routine, our, our schedule, uh, would all incorporate making sure that we were facilitating a, a mindset that Scripture is valuable in every aspect of our lives, certainly not just in the church building. I, when my kids were young, I, I used to call those teachable moments. Mm-hmm. I used to look for those teachable moments. Is, is that the kind of thing you're talking about? The, yeah, just, just uh, as we go through life and as things are happening, that we make sure that we are very intentional and very aware of those opportunities we have to bring in clear biblical teaching. Uh, certainly there's, there's those more formal times as a family where we would have uh, opportunity to, to share Scripture, but just in, don't miss the day-to-day opportunities that are granted to us uh, to just share the truth of the, of the Scripture with our children and our, our family. All right, we, we would expect a, a good father uh, who's a good spiritual man, good spiritual leader, that he'd have his family in church mm-hmm. uh, for worship every week and, and maybe for other times during the week. But uh, should a family that's active in the corporate worship of the church, should they also have a time of family worship? I, we, my wife and I committed very early on in our marriage, even before we had children, that we were going to have uh, some type of intentional mindset of a just really an age-appropriate family devotion time. And when our children were younger, we really tried to do that kind of at bedtime as they got older and, um, and learned to, to be uh, more restless. It seemed that that didn't work as well, so now we really try to accomplish our family. So yes, I do believe we should have family devotion, but I think each family has to figure out how does that fit into their normal routine without it becoming um, legalistic or a mindset that you, if you don't have family devotion one day, then you're not you're not good parents, you're not a good family. 
And so what has worked well for us is we have a couple of priorities. One, we, we want to make sure that we make every effort to eat a meal together at least one time uh, daily. Now, obviously, on Sundays or Wednesdays, that gets a little bit more difficult. Um, but once we have our meal together, we, we, we try not to leave the table uh, until we've had our, our family worship time. And it's not uh, incredibly organized, but we read through Scripture. Uh, we'll share prayer requests. We'll pray. Sometimes my daughter, who is much more musically inclined than I am, will introduce some type of musical element to it. But it's just an opportunity for they might read, I might read. Uh, we all just spend some time talking about the Scripture, hearing the Scripture, uh, listening to their questions. Some of our greatest times as a family has been some of the conversations we have around the dinner table based on the family devotion time that we've had together. Have uh, Now, I'm really dating myself here because this goes back to when I was a kid growing up. Have you ever seen one of those uh, Our Daily Bread, a little ceramic loaf that had had these thin cards with a scripture verse on it. You ever seen one of those? I have. I remember the Our Daily Bread devotion, but I've never seen one of the thin ceramic loaves of bread. Yeah, It's a little uh, ceramic tray and mm. and maybe, I, I don't know, I, as best I can remember, maybe uh, 50 Bible verses on little narrow cards. And I remember my mom and dad that at supper, uh, one of us, when we, when my brother and I got old enough to read, would pull one of those out and would read the scripture verse and then would talk about it. So it sounds like that's the kind of thing. Yeah, you're I think it's, about. it's not a long extended thing. Uh, right now we're in the book of Genesis and we'll read either a chapter or sometimes it's a part of a chapter if it's a very lengthy chapter. And then they'll ask questions and then we'll talk about what's been going on in the day and we'll talk about prayer requests. And, and normally I'll try to come prepared with some specific uh, types of things, but 5, 10, 15 minutes. If it goes beyond 10 minutes, it's because there's just a lot of good conversation going on between us, and we certainly don't um, we don't mind that, but it's not a long, drawn-out thing. It's just us being still long enough after we've had a meal together just to make the Word of God priority in our family's life. Yes. All right, in, in, the, in the press of, of the daily pressures of, of life, uh, a lot of times it, it, it's easy for even a pastor or a good father to fall into the uh, the habit of just modifying his children's behavior. You, I, I, hey, look, if I can just get them to stop doing the bad stuff and, and do your chores and do the good stuff. But, but the gospel, it, it's deeper than just behavior modification. How do we make sure that we're, we're not just modifying our children's behavior, but we're really getting to the deeper parts of the gospel and teaching them how the gospel should affect who they are and what they do. Well, I think, I think it's how does this apply to my decision-making, how does the, understanding a, a theology of sin, a theology of the gospel to where they, it's not just that I want to do this to please dad or please mom or even really to please, to please God and, and just to try to earn points or that kind of, kind of mindset but understand the goal is sanctification. The goal is to be conformed to the image of Christ. And I think one of the things that has helped me as a parent, although obviously I would quickly recognize where I've fallen short, um, but sometimes it's recognizing that I've fallen short, explaining to my children that I'm in this process as well, and that uh, it's not a matter of you just making sure I'm happy with you or even making sure God's happy with you. But what, what work is Christ doing to make us more like himself, dealing with sin when it's there, confessing sin, um, growing in that relationship uh, with Christ? So you saturate it with the gospel, right? It's not the do's and the don'ts as much as it is the person 
of, of Jesus Christ and keeping that forefront. Uh, certainly we need to think through the things that God would have us do and the things that God would not have us do, but the ultimate goal is to, to be more like Jesus day by day. Tommy is a professor of pastoral ministry. You're, you're familiar with the old Puritan model of shepherding a congregation that had the four areas of focus, catechizing, uh, counseling, comforting, and communing with the church. Are, are those four things that might be useful in shepherding a family? I, I definitely think they're useful. There's, there's no hesitation in answering that. I think it looks different uh, for each family. I've got friends that go through a very uh, organized and, 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 and even traditional catechism with their children, teaching them uh, those types of things, and I think that's valuable. We're not as, as, as um, clear-cut in that as I, I have some buddies that do that, but making sure that we understand what is the purpose of that catechism is, ours is not as formal is what I would say, but I'm wanting to teach my children the same things that those, uh, those types of things would be teaching uh, your children in the area of counsel and just uh, making sure that I have to make sure that I, I separate um, to what degree I can the role that I'm my children's pastor and that I'm their father. I think there, there, there's much that, that there's, there's a lot of overlap there, but there's some things where I just need to be their daddy and to be a listener and to uh, not, not preach to them, but just let them understand, hey, I'm further along in this journey than you are, but I understand what you're going through, and it's going to be okay. You can continue to grow there. But I see the value there. Um, really, a pastor, to be qualified for the office, he has to pastor his family. Uh, it looks differently because we're such a close unit, and, and there's a different level of, it's a different type of love there. Uh, but I have to see that, uh, I like to tell people I'm the pastor of First Baptist Church, Kiker, and it's my it's my most uh, it's my most prominent like uh, it's my most important assignment. Yeah. <laughs> First Baptist Church, Kiker, I love it. All right, uh, both pastors and and fathers in the home have to address sin, um, but how how do you strike that balance between drawing a hard line that doesn't tolerate sin, but also gently pastors? How, how do you balance that out? The, the greatest tool that I know to be able to, to keep that balance is reminding them that we, we got our sin nature from the same place. Um, and in those moments where I've had to confront specific sin in the lives of my children, the toughest part is being able to recognize, well, not being able to, but recognizing that I can see that same sin in their earthly father, in their, you know, their father, Adam, but also in their earthly father, Tommy. And confessing that, admitting that. Um, I don't want to use any specific examples in case they ever listen to this podcast, but there's been several times uh, with, with each of our children that the sin that I was dealing with them, I had to share with them that I see that same sin in my life and how the Lord had helped me find grace and forgiveness for that sin and how I combat that sin even when it tries to rear itself uh, again day by day. So just letting them recognize that I'm not one that has all the answers. I have the answer. His name is Jesus, and I'm on this journey with them, and that we need to deal with this seriously, but that they're not in, they're not on, they're not in, that, they're not in a place where they're by themselves, uh, that their dads walk through that, that journey as well, mm. and still does. Tell me, what resources would you recommend to uh, pastors in, in being a good pastor, good shepherd, good leader for their own sure, families? Sure, sure. Well, I'd say the Bible, <laughs> but I, I, I mean that um, not just to be funny, but just obviously, obviously we, we should use the Bible. But very on, very early on, I would say even 
uh, before you would even thank your children or getting anything out of it, develop the habit of reading Scripture out loud uh, with your family. Make sure, um, I think there's great Bible story books out there, Bible picture books, but my wife and I made a determination. We were going to read Scripture. Now, we found some Bibles that were the full text of the Scripture that had good pictures on the major Bible stories, but we read the Scripture, not just a story about the Scripture. And I, I, just, I don't think it's a huge point, but I think it's an important difference that we read them the Word of God. And, and a, a, um, another written source that I really have enjoyed uh, that my wife and I have worked through together and, and, and actually taught in, a couple, in, in one place particularly uh, is Don Whitney's little book. I mean, it's probably 60, 70 pages uh, called Family Worship, and it just walks you through Scripture and the reasons why you would want to have a family worship time um, together. Uh, I found that book incredibly encouraging, challenging, but very practical as well. Our guest on Preaching Source today has been Dr. Tommy Kiker, lead pastor of East Leesville Baptist Church in Leesville, Louisiana. Tommy, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, Thank you so much for having me.